snowy Thursday here in Casper. Yuck. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed when I woke up this morning and I saw the snow just because it's been so nice lately. And uh, I plan on doing another office talk today. Uh, I, mainly, mainly because uh, something that was said to me yesterday. Um, and then I heard it again uh, on a radio show in the afternoon. And I don't know if they're listening to each other. I don't think they are. But um, so this is just more office stuff. I think uh, we have our official, uh, first official coronavirus case here in Wyoming. And so um, I got the news today that uh, that they canceled the state basketball tournament here in Casper. Uh, at first, they were going to just do it uh, with in, in, in an empty stadium at Casper College at the event center, and then they decided to call it off. Um, I was reading the news last night, and the NBA season has been uh, suspended for a while, and, and it's just it's like this trickle-down um, thing of cancel this, cancel that, cancel this. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of nerve-wracking, isn't it? So this thing that was said to me that I mentioned earlier uh, was said by my wife. Uh, she said she told me yesterday that I need to take a fast from watching the news. That there is probably a correlation between uh, my anxiety and the amount of news consumption that I have, and uh, it's true. The more I filled my brain with what's going on in the world, which you know, we're, we all kind of want to know. We all want to be informed. We all want to understand. And some of that's, you know, based out of our fear or our um, our struggle with being able to manage uh, what's happening or even, like, just being unaware. And so, like, there's this tension, I think, that we live in. I say the word tension a lot, but there's a tension that we live in that um, we want to be informed. We want to know. We want to... Uh, we want to have, we want to have, uh, I guess the word is control. We want to have control over what's happening. And, uh, and when we can't control it and we can't manage it and we can't, um, just take care of it, it freaks us out a little bit. Me specifically, I get a little freaked out by it. Uh, I never thought I was a control freak. Maybe I actually am, which... Yikes, that's bad. So I've been asking myself the question today, um, what sort of balance should I have or should we have uh, when it comes to being informed <laughs> and being obsessed? And it's hard to avoid it. Every If you're on social media, every other post is about how there's no toilet paper left at Walmart and, and the meme lords out there are, are getting stronger and stronger. I've seen so many ridiculous pictures. Uh, people attaching spray things to their toilet um, if because the world's going to run out of toilet paper. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so you can buy Perel on Amazon now for like $1,000 a bottle. Um, if any of you hoarders are stockpiling Perel, I, I would suggest putting it on eBay. That would be fantastic. You could probably make a ton of money. But it's, you know, those things are like, it's just wild out there. I think every uh, Instagram, every other Instagram post I read has something to do with with coronavirus, the economy. This is canceled. That is canceled, and so we're all just a little on edge. Um, I read a quote yesterday uh, from a pastor that 
I think it's out in Seattle, um, Judah Smith. He says this, our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future, but rather wanting to control it. Anxiety doesn't remove tomorrow's suffering. It only removes today's strength, which is very sobering that um, that when the more and more we uh, uh, word that we like to use in our house, perseverate, fixate on on the things that of this world, the things we can't control or we get uh, like I was talking about a couple days ago, we get knotted up like pretzels about it. Um, it actually does remove the strength for today. Uh, the strength to be available, the strength to be uh, in each other's space, the strength to actually minister, the strength to um, to show up and be by somebody's side, uh, the strength to to even work through your normal workday, the strength to parent, the strength to be a to be a good husband, a good wife, a good father, a good mother. Those particular things get get sapped. I think when we uh, when when I. Um, are so consumed or fixated on the stress or the anxiety or, or thinking about the future and trying to control it, trying to manage it. But still, I'm asking the question, how much, what's the balance between being informed and being obsessed? Because there's somewhere in the middle, I think, that we, we need to live. Because the scripture teaches us that we're, we're supposed to have faith, but we're all supposed to be prudent and plan and take appropriate uh, action at appropriate times. Um, and so, so that's a, that's a struggle. You're going to see, I think in the coming days, larger churches, um, saying we're not going to meet, we're going to go live. And, and we're thinking through some of that here too. And how do we, do we just stream live? Um, do we, do we broadcast from the sanctuary? No, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go down. And that's some of what, um, I think what the struggle is 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 we I just want to control it. So, so I was I was digging around saying how can how can I encourage my even myself? I'm not even about encouraging uh, the church or encouraging my friends or encouraging my family, but how do I feel better about about the stress or the anxiety that I'm feeling? And and I I was reading about faith and prudence, and I read this uh, blog post. It's probably 15 years ago. Um, and the scripture that they were that they were looking at was was in First Peter, and I, I'm going to read it. Um, and the first verse I read in it was was ridiculous. First um, Peter four seven says, <laughs> "I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm not trying to be silly or callous. The end of all things is at hand." And I'm like, really? So I so we all know what kind of scripture we have and I spend a lot of time reading and teaching and talking through scripture and so so I'm familiar with a lot of passages but there's times where you you get caught by something and you're like that says that the end of all things are at hand but first peter 4 uh, is is a great passage I think an encouragement on what happens when things get tough or there's suffering that's happening or, or it's it's what do we do what do we do as people who love Jesus or trying to follow or trying to lead or trying to be part of the church or how do we just do things and so I'm going to go back a verse. This is First uh, Peter four six says, "This is why the gospel was preached, even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh, the way people are, that they might live, they might live, so live out their lives in the spirit, the way God does." And so, uh, living out your lives in the spirit, meaning that we're not in complete control of how we're living, that the spirit of God is is 
empowering us. The Spirit of God is giving us character. The Spirit of God is drawing us in, in, into the presence of the Lord. And so we live, we live differently than the rest of the world lives. And that is a critical step for the follower of Jesus. That we live as the Spirit of God empowers us. Uh, so verse 7 is, is, is a verse that says, The end of all things is at hand. And then here's where Peter starts to talk uh, and give practical application. Therefore, be self-controlled. Be sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Self-controlled, sober-minded, meaning let's not make rash decisions. Let's not go crazy. Let's not get out of, outside of ourselves. Let's not start to, 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 let's not do things that are out of the nature and character of God. Remember the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. One of the fruit that a Spirit-filled follower of Jesus has is self-control. So self-control in maybe our behavior, self-control in our words, self-control in our actions, self-control in our attitudes. But also sober-minded, meaning we have a clear head. We're not influenced by anything, but we're, we're filled with the Spirit, have a clear mind. And, and Peter makes this connection to our prayer life for the sake of your prayers. Have you ever prayed? And then I'm, I'm confessing this to you. Have you ever prayed and just felt like there's nothing there? I'm praying for the sake of praying, but I don't know if God is really hearing me. Well, there's a, here's a clear formula. Not that I like to get formulaic when it comes to spiritual life, but here's a clear formula. Self-controlled life, sober-minded thinking, because it will affect your prayer life if you're not. If you're living out of control or being crazy and your brain's just like all over the place or like maybe filled with anxiety like mine has been a little bit lately, and you're thinking about all these different things, it, it impacts the way in which you pray. It impacts the way you communicate up. And so that's, that's, a, that's a problem. That's a problem for people who are trying to live in the spirit the way God does. Verse 8, above all, here this is really interesting, keep on loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each of you received a gift, use it to serve one another. Now, hey, listen, we've talk, been talking about spiritual gifts in our Sunday morning experience here at Casper or Church. And, and so we know and we've talked and we've, we've dealt with that everybody that follows Jesus, loves Jesus, has been given a gift. Well, here's, what's, here's what Peter's saying. You have it. Use it. Just because the end of all things is at hand doesn't mean we get a stop. Doesn't mean we get to freeze. Doesn't mean we get to lock it down. Now, there's times like social distancing is the phrase right now that we need to kind of like, all right, let's take some precautionary measures here. We don't need to like be in each other's business all the time. And and churches of, you know, more than 150 or 250, I think, 250 might be what it is. But maybe let's think about how we're going to gather because we don't need to unnecessarily make each other sick. But it doesn't mean we get to freeze. As the Christian community exists, we got to keep going because we have to live in the spirit the way God does, which means that above all else, we need to keep one another, keep loving one another. We need to keep serving one another. We need to keep taking care of one another. We need to keep showing hospitality without grumbling, which is, hey, frankly, I'll just be honest. We had, Carter was sick yesterday, he stayed home from school, and we were supposed to have a meeting tonight at our house, and I canceled it. Um, I could have showed hospitality. Now, I'm not grumbling about it because I'd love to meet, but we canceled it just because it's an unnecessary risk. We can have the meeting next week. We're not canceling it for the sake of like, just to be done and I don't have people over. It's we're making wise choices. But we need to continue to live as Christians in this world. Going on in verse 10, I'm going to read it again. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. Remember uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, You've been given a gift for the common good of the church. As good stewards of God's varied grace. So as you serve... You are actually being a steward of what's been given to you. 
you've been a caretaker of what's been given to you. When you bury it, when you don't do it, when you freeze, you're, you're, you're not using what God's given you. And you're being a poor steward. I'm being a poor steward. That's what happens. That's what Peter's trying to teach us here. Teach us not to stop, not to freeze. Because he's acknowledging that things are going to get hard. Things are going to get tough. Things are going to have, there's going to be complicated, there's going to be suffering, really, is what chapter 5 begins to talk about in the end of chapter 4. There's this uh, interesting verse, verse 11. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. So I looked up the definition of oracle. I had a tiny script for today. Last time I didn't really have a script, but I looked up what's an oracle. An or oracle of God or an oracle is a person who delivers authoritative, wise, or highly regarded and influential pronouncements. Do you see the power that's given to the follower of Christ, to the Christian community? When we speak as though we're living in the Spirit the way God does. When we speak, we are speaking as oracles of God. We're speaking as a person who has an authoritative, wise, highly regarded, and influential pronouncement. Hear that. An influential pronouncement. We have the ability, as followers of Jesus, to speak into this chaos, to speak into my own anxiety, to speak into my own stress, and give authoritative, powerful, wise, influential words to give people, and this is what I'm going to end with this in a second, to give people hope, to give people hope. I talked about that last week, that we are ambassadors of hope. We're dispensers of hope. That's our charge. That's our, our task. But oracles of God, and then he says, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, meaning you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it in your own power. You don't have to do it in your own like ability or skill set. You're going to do it because you're empowered by the Spirit of God. And as one who serves, by, I just read that, in order that in everything, now here's the deal, that in everything that happens, all that happens, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So, verse 7, the end of all things is at hand. It's coming. The end of all things is at hand. I'm not being predictive about right now. This is not the end of all things. I, I mean, Jesus could return, and that'd be great. And I'm not doom and glooming it right now, but the Peter is clearly pointing out that things are going to get hard for the followers of Christ. And we become this voice in the darkness, this refuge in the chaos, this, this love that doesn't match the rest of the world. Why everybody else is running away from the fire, the Christians running into the fire. Um, you get the image of, you know, for some of us who have been around a while, 9-11, and the stories of all the, the firemen running into the building to save people. That's the role of the follower of Jesus. It doesn't mean we're going to be like gather, gathering everybody uh, <laughs> who has COVID-19 and saying, come breathe on us. No, we're, we're going to make wise choices. We're going to be smart about it. We're, we're going to practice precautions. We're going to wash our hands. We're not going to go out if we cough or if we feel sick. You know, Stay home from church if you're sick, please. You can catch the video or the podcast. Any of our churches, they're encouraging the same thing. But now, in this season, right here, right now, before you get sick, you have an opportunity to be a dispenser and ambassador again of hope. And this is how Peter's telling us to live. Self-controlled, sober-minded. Use the gifts that God has given you so that you can serve and you can love and you can show hospitality. Because at the end of the day, God gets glorified in all of this. So is God surprised about what's happening right now? Not at all.
Um, so when my wife tells me, uh, you need to take a fast from watching the news, it's hard for me to do that because I want to be informed. Um, but there's a correlation between my being frustrated or worried or fearful with how much consumption of, of the news I'm, I'm taking in. And so I don't want to live like that. I want to protect us. I want to keep us all safe. And I, want, I have goals for my family. And I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs. Um, but we can't just stop. We can't freeze. We can't say, we can't live in fear that the end of all things is at hand. We need to keep pressing forward. We need to be the, the firemen running into the building, dispensers of hope, because as a result of that, God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. Romans fifteen thirteen says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in you in hope. The reason that you, the reason that we're followers of Christ is because it's it's hope. We have hope, and and as people who follow Jesus begin to speak into into what's happening in our world right now, especially what's happening in our country, the United States, we have the ability to speak like oracles of God, person delivering authoritative, wise, highly regarded and influential pronouncements of who Jesus is, and we get to demonstrate that by the way we love by the way we serve, by the way we uh, interact with one another. And I, I hope, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm rustling up my own encouragement, trying to, trying to press in and lean in, like I said last time, and not, uh, so, that, so that I can lead um, during this time. I'm not, uh, I don't want to lead towards crisis, uh, to where I'm, I'm hindered by crisis. I need to lead us as we're going through this crisis and I'm gonna call it a crisis just because it's 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 on everybody's mind we're all thinking about it um, and so we're gonna keep stepping forward and we're gonna be strong in faith and we're gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully lead by example and I'm gonna to continue to try to keep my head clear and self-controlled so it doesn't affect the way I pray now I hey that's my word for today let me say this um, I'm gonna keep doing office talks but uh, I don't want it to just be preachy. The last few times I was just pretty preachy, and today I've been pretty preachy. And I don't want to. I don't. There's one thing where you can teach and encourage and preach, but listen, some of this is just having a dialogue with one another and talking. And the last time we had a bunch of conversation and people were talking about it, and I, I like that. I, I want to continue to do that. And so there might be times I think think might I might jump on tomorrow and just be available to talk and chat and interact with chat, um, and so that we can continue to to grow together. Especially, especially if they say nobody can gather, uh, stay at home. Uh, we're going to need to do these things. This is going to be an important part of, I think, the function of the church for the next few months, next 30 days, next 45 days, uh, as we get more clarity and understanding of, of what's going to happen. And so uh, I hope this encourages you. I hope, um, I hope you're challenged. I hope that uh, whatever anxiety and, and frustration or fear you're feeling right now, you can, you can, uh, you can live as though... The Spirit of God is empowering you, like First Peter says. So, hey, have a great day. Uh, I'm here at the office. I'll be here for a few more hours. You can give me a call. Give me a chat. Send me a message. I'm here today. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you later.